When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the All Steelers Talk Midweek Report. My name is Stephen Thompson. I'm coming to you from Pittsburgh Southside. Thanks for joining me, and I'm excited to talk some Steelers football with you. So you, if you, uh, if you listen to the the big podcast that Noah and I do on Mondays and Wednesdays, we talk a little bit about. Uh, this one question that got asked of Mike Tomlin in his weekly press conference on Tuesdays, and it, it was a bit of an odd question. I think we we looked at it more for the the framing and the timing and just, I don't know, there was some funny stuff going on. So we talked about it more like that, but I thought there was some kind of substance to that that question too. I, I, I didn't think it was an awful question. Um but the question about the offensive line that Mike Tomlin got asked, and you know, I, I believe the the question was, you know, Kenny's getting beat the hell up. I, I think that's those literally the words um, that that this guy used. How you know, can you teach O line improvements in season, and and can they make those strides in season? Is that is that possible to do? So I wanted to, it got me to thinking about the offensive line a little bit, and just where where that unit is now versus versus where it was at the beginning of the year. Because I think entering this season and when we were standing out at Latrobe uh, watching this team practice at training camp or when we were watching preseason games at Heinz Fields, the offensive line was a, a really glaring issue. It was probably the position on offense with the least amount of talent on it. it that's probably still true. And it, it wasn't even, you know, un, you know, players without a ton of talent that, you know, were young or whatever. Maybe they were projects or something, and this was a rebuild from the start. No, this was a pretty veteran offensive line. Um, it was, you know, kind of on average older than than any of the skill positions, um, but it was still one of the units that you expected to be the worst on the team and, and be a real huge weakness and. To, to this point in the season, I can't say that they have. You know, I think they've really, really played well, quite honestly, especially relative to our expectations of them. You know, I remember seeing during the preseason stories from ESPN and, and all these other national outlets ranking offensive line units in the NFL, and the Steelers were almost unanimously dead last. But to this point in the season, they are firmly middle of the pack, which – Look for this team and this offense, like just again, given where where you thought they were going to be, and given where this team and this offense in particular is at now, that's a huge improvement and a huge win, and a real credit to the to the coaching staff and those players, of course, too. That and you know it feels like fishing for something, fishing for something positive, given where this team is at a little bit, but but it's really not. Um, this team, this that that offensive line has really outperformed expectations. Uh, you know, Chusakora for 
has played like one of the better right tackles in the league. I know Kevin Dotson had a poor game, poor game last week with some penalties. He let up some pressures, but he really, I think the biggest compliment you can pay to that group is that you haven't had to pay a whole lot of attention to them throughout the season. You know, looking at the sack numbers, um, you know, even going back to that, that question I referenced at the beginning of the, uh, of the beginning of this, the question concerned Kenny Pickett getting hit, you know, and, and obviously that's a huge concern. You know, you don't want your rookie quarterback to get, you know, beat the hell up, but Kenny's really not. Um, the Steelers are firmly kind of in the middle of the pack in terms of just raw sack numbers allowed. Um, you know, the, if you look at kind of the middle 50% of the league, the Steelers are towards the lower, lower half or the lower end of that middle 50%. It's the same thing in terms of, of sack yardage too, but when you watch this this team actually play and when you kind of look at the eye, when you kind of give it the eye test a little bit, a, a lot of this, you know, blame is probably the wrong word, but a lot of the the a lot of these sacks come because Kenny's sitting in the pocket for too long. He's taking a little bit too long to go through his reads. He's maybe scrambling when he doesn't need to. And that was, you know, that was a huge problem when he was in college, um, his first, let's call it three years, he played five years. So yeah, his first three years. And it wasn't really until the 2020 season where you could really start to see a more mature Kenny Pickett materialize when you could see him stand in the pocket with more confidence and stand in the pocket with, with quieter feet and with, you know, do it in a more deliberate fashion where you knew that he was looking down the field and he wasn't just standing in there because he, couldn't see anything but because he was waiting for his place to develop um the the biggest change and what really kind of started that upward trajectory i think for kenny from this guy that you know pit fans wanted you know wanted out of there you know didn't think was really the guy because remember that was a that was a real that was a real thing like kenny's i, I guess not his freshman year he was you know he was the new guy and and no one really you know, everyone loved the spark that he brought to the team, but his his sophomore and junior years, I remember very distinctly watching him and and thinking that this guy doesn't really even give them a whole lot of a chance to win. You know, he's leaning on this fantastic running game, and he's not really pulling a lot of the weight himself. But that that changed almost. Uh, you know, it seemed like overnight, going from his sophomore to his junior year, he was just like a completely different player. And then, obviously, it it, it ended with his senior year, and we all know how well he played that year. But he was he was smart about scrambling. His feet were quiet in the pocket. He he stood in there and took hits despite and when he know he when he knew a throw was going to be there. So to that end, I, I just you know that's a little bit of a stray too much into the quarterback play, but I think that speaks a lot. I think we're seeing a lot of the same things from Kenny right now um, in his rookie year as an NFL player. It, it's a lot of the same, you know, happy feet a little bit, you know, his feet aren't calm. You can tell he's a little anxious about being in there and, the, and being in the pocket and taking a hit. And then I think the thing that is most obvious is his scrambling before before the pocket really collapses. I there's a lot that goes into that. Um obviously he's a rookie. Um I think anyone making their first handful of starts in the NFL, especially against the teams that, that Kenny's played against, um 
would get a little antsy in the pocket uh, from time to time. But, you know, the the sacks that he's taking and the hits that he's taking, I I can't fault the offensive line for a whole lot of that. Um, They're really doing a stand-up job, and they they deserve a little bit more credit for how they've played this year. Then you factor in the strides that the running game has taken, especially last week. Obviously, you know, you can – we can qualify this all we want with it was the Saints, you know, it's one game, but there's real progress being made um, on offense. And it's time to start looking at the offensive line as one of the better units in that offense, if not on, you know, on the team would be generous. Um, just because I, I think just about every unit on the defense, maybe besides the linebackers, and eh, probably even not, but the offensive line is is one of the better units on this team and one of the higher performing units on this team uh, at this point in the season. So when I heard that, it, and I just keep coming back to that question because when I heard that question, it just seemed like a narrative stuck in, in training camp and in the preseason. And I just wanted to talk about this because I wanted to make sure that those guys get, get their credit. Um, you know, at every juncture this season, every time I've gone back to the locker room um, or I've, you know, heard Mike Tomlin talk about the the offensive line or any of the other position coaches talk about the offensive line it, it's you know it's it's they're not the disaster that everyone kind of expected them to be and you know they keep there were all these questions about what the offensive line was going to be able to do this year and they have really shown up in a big way and when they got questioned, when uh, people were calling in to question their ability and whether or not this was, and you know, this was myself included. Like I, I was certainly a part. I don't want to pretend like I wasn't someone who was criticizing the offensive line. Uh, you know, before the season even began, before I really saw them in action, quite honestly, like in real live game action. Quite honestly, um, we were. It was all doom and gloom. We thought Kenny Pickett was, uh, you know, I guess it was Mitch Trubisky at the time. But the offensive line was one of the reasons why you thought Kenny shouldn't start this year. You know, it was one of those arguments was, are you really going to throw Kenny Pickett out there behind this this Swiss cheese of an offensive line and let him get drilled every game? Um, and that just really hasn't been the case. So... I think that also speaks to, like, the level of accountability that this group had and the the way they really internalized their struggles during during the preseason and uh, during training camp and and turned into something positive. That's that that's like a really impressive thing to do, and it speaks a lot to the maturity of that group, their uh, ability to learn from their mistakes, their professionalism, their 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 everything. Like that was this is just good, and it it's a really tough thing to you know when you usually when you walk into an NFL season and you look at a certain look at a roster you know anything can happen over the course of the season but for the most part when you see a group that looked like how the Steelers offensive line looked during training camp you can make some conclusions and you can make some predictions that are usually pretty safe you know teams and players don't just suddenly become different and and change dramatically over the course of the season and I know Mike Tomlin has talked a lot about a lot about how skill develop excuse me skill development is a huge part of what 
this team does week in and week out. And I'm sure every team does that. But like I said, you don't just become a different player overnight. You know, you don't just become a different unit overnight or with a few weeks, uh, at least not typically. And, and I don't know if this unit is particularly different, but it's better. Uh, at least it's at least better than we thought they were going to be. And that's, that speaks a lot to, to their preparation, to their work during this season, the coaching staff's work as well. Um, and, and the continuity, I think, and I think there's definitely something to offensive line play more than any other position on the field that makes continuity a really valuable asset. So that's, you know, I just wanted to make sure that they get their credit, um, you know, whatever whatever faults you want to talk about, and this team has, has many of them, they're, they're imperfect in a lot of ways. The offensive line is just so far down on the list of, of my concerns about them entering this second half. And I'm just really eager to see how they keep in, keep kind of adding on to that, onto these performances and onto the improvements that they've made this year. Um, like I kind of alluded to, like the run game last week was really good and it to a certain extent, it was the introduction of Jalen Warren. It was Najee Harris looking a little bit fresher and, and running a little bit harder. But the offensive line was creating a ton of holes too. Like they were they they were really paving the way for a really nice day on the ground from the Steelers. And that shouldn't go unnoticed. I hope it doesn't go unnoticed. And I hope now that you've listened to this podcast, you won't forget about them. Thanks for listening to the All Steelers Talk Midweek Report. I'll be back on Monday to talk. Steelers Bengals with Noah. Uh, I'll be back on Wednesday too. And then I will see you all next Thursday for another edition of the midweek report until then enjoy your weekend and enjoy the game on Sunday.